0: Welcome to Bigger Than the Game with Jeremy and Jose. I'm Jeremy Dove, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my tag team partner, Mr. Jose Ruiz. What's going on, man? What's going on, Jeremy? Man, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, you know, it was it was pretty good doing that Oscar De La Hoya documentary yeah. recap. You know, talking. We got a little bit of that itch. You know, uh, boxing's really fun to talk about on here. You know, always. It's, yeah. It, it's one of those special ones that we don't always do, but when we do it, I get like a little extra pep in my step talking about boxing history, so uh, we decided we wanted to keep it rolling, yeah. and this fight's interesting, Jose, because, you know, we know we did our, one of our early episodes on 90s heavyweights, check the archives, Check them. and there's really two great eras of heavyweight boxing, the 90s and the greatest is the 70s. And this is a fight that kind of gets overlooked Mm -hmm. when it comes to great fights of the decade that let alone just heavyweights of the entire decade of the seventies, this fight between George Foreman and Ron Lyle, which was ring magazine called it fight of the year in 1976. But this is one that you suggested. And I wanted to ask you what made you pick this? Yeah. Like you
1: said, Jeremy and, um, you're 100% right. Like I, this, and, and ringside was right. This was the fight of the year. Because um, what, we, what we like to do with this, you know, we're bigger than the game. And obviously, you know, there. I mean, if you're listening, I mean, you probably listened before. Um, you know, it's, it'll be easy for us, you know, to do these big fights, Ali Frazier, like all these huge fights. And we've done that and we've done other big fights as well. But, like, we want to make sure to bring you, like, these other smaller, like, not as popular like events, even like let's just keep it to an event, and when in this case is boxing. So, I, I I remember watching this a while ago, you know, and um, because I I'll say this, I'm I'm always intrigued about George Foreman overall, but pre like good guy George Foreman, like you know what I mean, like. Um, like, Sonny Liston-esque George Foreman. And I, I'm so intrigued by him and, and what his career was. And it's one of the most, like,
0: well, I can't... Let me, let me jump in and ask you why. why. Why George Foreman has such an intrigue for you.
1: Because I, I, I'm trying to think, and I was trying to think, like, leading up to the show. And, like, if there's another career where an individual went from probably the most hated person in the sport to one of the most beloved people in the sport later on in, in a career. And I noticed, you know, it was a big 10 year, 10 year gap, but cause he went from like everybody hating George Foreman early on to again, like him becoming one of the most popular sports figures of all time, you know, going, making like $300 million. Like he, he made so much money because of, excuse me, endorsements and like all of that stuff. So, So, you know, again, Foreman always going to catch my attention. And then, but this fight here, it's like, you know, we've done, you know, we were just getting done, like Oscar De La Hoya, two-part series. Oh, we talked about the two-part series. And some of the fights in there, we talked about, like, you know, some of the fighters in there, we talked about having, like, action-packed fights. You really don't see that in a heavyweight division um, as much, you know. This fight was that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this fight was... Action packed from round one to the end of the fight, you know, with two boxers, one less known boxer, uh, but a dynamite puncher, one of the hardest hitters in, in heavyweight history. And this is not from my opinion. This is George Foreman's opinion and, and other fighters as well. Um, so, yeah, I just thought I like for a lot of people, you know, maybe not have watched this fight. It's going to be a really good fight to watch. We're going to definitely rewatch this for y'all. Um you know, add our own commentary to it. But I, I just, again, it's an amazing fight. It's an action-packed fight. Who doesn't love that in boxing? So to, for that long-winded answer, that's why.
0: <laughs> okay. No, because I think there are certain, I think when you have a history, like a love of history of anything, there are certain either people, games, moments that just stick out to you and you're fascinated and you fixate on. We love the entire history, but you fixate on certain things. I know I have it with certain athletes or coaches in sports, and so I, I never really heard you say like this this person or this coach you're kind of like fascinated by, like in particular. And George Foreman's an interesting one, and I know your history with boxing as a boxing fan, so that's why I was interesting to hear you say that George Foreman, and it makes sense because I was very I'm not gonna lie. It might be the first time when we're deciding episodes to pick that you surprised me when you suggested it. I was kinda like, huh? Like you picked yeah, this. It's kind and of I, nowhere. Yeah, and I knew the fight, and I was like, but I was like shocked. I was like, where did that come from? And I kinda wanted I didn't really dive into I wanted to say yeah. for the show, but is it is it's a great choice, but I was like very surprised. And that hasn't really happened in yeah. the three and a half years we've been doing this show. So that's why I wanted to ask. And this is before
1: we did the De mm-hmm. you know, episode like we, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up and cause again, like, you know, you, you talked about seventies being the best, you know, span of, of heavyweight boxing of all time. And, you know, everybody always goes to, you know, Ali rightfully. So, right. Like Ali Frazier, you know, Foreman Ken Norton, like all these great heavyweights that, were there at the time, but there was, there was also like lesser known heavyweights. Like I feel like Jerry Corey gets more fame than, you know, Ron Lyle or, you know, I'm trying to, Ernie Shavers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like people know Corey more than these two guys. And these two guys were, and these are the first two that come to mind, but they're like lesser known to like, maybe you're a novice level boxing fan who these were probably the shavers is probably the most hardest hitting heavyweight of all time. And then Lyles is right on that list, you know, uh, a top five list somewhere, maybe top 10, you know? And and again, like I, I I mean, we do this all the time on the show, Like we want to bring these guys to light as well, you know? And again, I'm not calling Ron Lyle one of the best heavyweights of all time. Like he had a nice career. He had some really good wins. Um, you know, he got knocked out a few times. He knocked some dudes out a few times. Has a very interesting story as well, backstory. story. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I love boxing. I love talking about these guys because it's easy to talk about Ali. It's easy to talk about, you know, Joe Frazier and all these other Hall of Fame all-time great boxers. But let's talk about the Ron Lyles, the Ernie Shavers, like all these other great heavyweights as well at that time.
0: No, I think it's, it's, it's. Great to do that because, like you said, to me, this fight is all about redemption and it's redemption in the ring for George Foreman. And honestly, like you said, with Ron Lyle's backstory, it's for him redemption in life. And and honestly, this fight was a redeeming, you know, a life fight for George Foreman as well. But really, in the ring, he needed to, you know, bounce back because this is that fight that happened, you know, uh, 15 months after he has that monumental crushing loss to Ali, you know, in Zaire. And, you know, he winds up really taking a toll on him emotionally because like you said, everyone couldn't stand him. Everyone wanted him to lose, you know, but he's the big favorite. So then he loses to Ali in in that fight. And then he winds up, you know, the media is just like, how could you lose? How could you're not, you weren't that great. You're not that good. And it really took a toll on George Foreman's psyche That he went from being, hey, I'm the biggest, baddest dude out there to really losing, you know, his confidence and having really, like, this crisis as, like, who am I as a fighter?
1: Right. And not only that, like, it it was very similar to what happened with Tyson and Buster Douglas, right? Like, it was like Tyson was so unstoppable for such a long time, then Buster Buster Douglas comes and whoops his butt, you know, and... And again, a lot of it is due to Tyson not being prepared, but it was also Buster Douglas being very prepared, you know, and kind of when you knock out the big bad guy on the block, like people don't respect that as much as they used to before, you know, like you're not beating these opponents by just walking into the ring and showing up like a lot of times Foreman did, like a lot of times Tyson did, you know, and. And this was like that next big fight where it was kind of showing like dudes are not going to be scared of Foreman anymore. And Ron La was 100% not scared of Foreman in this fight. And he was in there and he was willing to trade punches, which he absolutely did. And, you know, he his punches did a lot of damage as well. And, and there's fights also, and you talked about like redemption and all that stuff. There's fights that shift your career, man, like big time. And this was one four foreman and, and, and like you talked about, like everybody was looking at what happened with Ali and 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 that type of loss and his next fight, I can't remember who it was. Um slipping my mind. But he didn't look really good in that fight either. And then here comes this fight. And again we'll we'll definitely get into it and, and show y'all. But you know, he almost loses this fight as well. And like you mentioned he was really embarrassed about what happened to him and, you know, with, against Ali. And, but also I think that big, bad wolf type of thing, like that's going away. And if you lose that, that's all he had at this point of his career, you know, it was just, he was going to knock you out, scare you, knock you out and and leave you there. If he didn't have that, he was going to have a tough time.
0: No. and, And I do think, uh, his legacy is kind of murky in a way. I feel like yep. we can that might be for another episode, but it gets overhyped yeah. in my opinion, where George Foreman gets ranked as far as great heavyweights for that reason, which is he, he was a very one dimensional kind of fighter. And if someone was big or if someone could move, this gave you know gave him trouble. And um, I do feel like this to me is the best. Fight the best win of his career over Joe Frazier over Michael Moore I think this fight to me is the best win of George Foreman's career for a lot of the reasons of I like doing like obviously this show but I like having conversations about sports with a lot of people even some fans but non-fans because In certain ways, these athletes are very different than us, than us, like, walking around who aren't professional athletes. Like, physically, they are, like, yeah, they're very different. I'll never know what it's like, you know, not just I won't be George Foreman's height and everything like that, but just to feel like, hey, I'm the biggest, baddest dude in the ring. I'm the heavyweight champ. I'll never know that feeling, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of ways, they're so similar to us, which is we all have, you know, Moments of crises. We all have moments of lack of confidence. And people I, I love talking about this with people because they think athletes they must not. Yeah. And I think we see a lot of times well, we've had a little bit of conversations about it, but we're seeing more and more athletes talking about mental health and like those struggles. Like it may be like it's some it's different, but it's still similar. Like they have these battles too. And to me, you know, nineteen seventy-five and nineteen seventy-six, they don't have the terminology that we have now. But really, he's he's a depressed guy after that Ali loss. He's embarrassed. He's depressed. He's lack of confidence. And I think it happens in all sports, but that's, I think, is why I love boxing. And MMA is having that too. But my love goes greater to boxing than it does MMA, which is it's just you in there. And of all the sports where your confidence can really get rocked and you're How you feel is like really like a roller coaster emotionally. Nothing to me is like that more than boxing, where it's like just from your training to the fight week and the preparation. And then once you're in the ring, you're going up and down. And when you have a loss that's devastating to you, a lot of people don't come back from it.
1: Right. Because I think there's different types of losses too, there. I mean, like to your point, it's, you know, you can be in a ring. It's a big fight Do hit you with a lucky shot knocks you out and it's just like all right like he hits you with a and you like fans know it's like all right like it was a really good shot like he would have knocked out a lot of people with that shot you get a rematch and whatever happens after that like those those type of losses you know um maybe a great like fight and it was like a close decision you know what I mean like you got that loss and you can kind of even though there's going to be a heartbreaking loss you can almost live with it like all right like it was a close fight like I almost got it almost pulled it out and then there's fights like he had with Ali where it was just, like, Ali just played him. You know what I mean? Like, he, he played him and he played, he, he outsmarted him. And, you know, people go, oh, the rope-a-dope, it was like, you know, it was BS. And, you know, Ali should have fought him. And if they would have really just fought, like, it wouldn't have been a close fight. You know, Foreman would have won that. And that might be true. I don't know. But, you know, again, like, boxing, and you hear me talk shit on Sugar Ray Leonard all the time. I was talking trash on Delahoya, but, like, it's also, like, a thinking man sport as well. And Absolutely. And if you can have that mental edge on somebody, and I don't mean, like, intimidation or anything like that. Like, if you know, like, your game plan is going to work and, and you really, like, fool your opponent, like, that has to be in that stage when everybody's watching, that has to be, like so like detrimental to your confidence. You know what I mean? Like so depressing, man. Like to understand like this dude played me in front of millions and I just walked right into it and just allowed it to happen. It it was devastating for
0: him. No. And I think that's why I love boxing. It's not a street fight. And guess what? A lot of times I've seen great fighters say he didn't come in and take it from me. He didn't fight me straight up. Well, stupid. Why would they? If that goes to your advantage, you you gotta be ready for that. Like, who would go? They're dumb for going right into your, you know, uh, to strategy. your strengths, yeah. your strength. Like, you know, that's why I, I, you know, God rest his soul. I look at Marvin Hagler when he fought Ray Leonard, and whether you think Hagler won or not, I blame him for being like well, he didn't come and take it from me. Yeah. Why would Ray Leonard would get destroyed in that kind of a fight? Like, why would he do that? Like, I would look at Ray there, like, are you dumb? Why are you going toe to toe with him? You know, uh, if Ali tried to go toe to toe with Foreman in 74, it wouldn't have worked. So it's like, that's why it is the sweet science. And and it, there is strategy to this a lot of strategy, a lot of endurance, but it's a mental game. And George Foreman at this point is mental. he's fighting, you know, in January of 76, going against Ron Lyle, a guy who, I think if Foreman had beat Ali, Ron Lyles would have still fought him the same way. Yeah, like you know, he picked a guy who, if there's a guy who like, you you this is the ultimate test about your, I'll say it, your manhood, about your, you know, your confidence in yourself, your confidence, and if you still want to be a fighter, Ron Lyle is like the toughest guy yeah. for you to pick, and, yeah. and George Foreman picked it and and gave us this amazing brawl. Yeah, yeah, cuz there
1: was the sweet science was out the window with this fight for sure. And um and not to say they didn't, you know, like plan cuz again, like we we've said it here in this show there I mean hundreds of times. Like that famous Tyson quote was like everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face and that's mm-hmm. that's so true, you know. And it's just like you can walk into a fight with this great game plan that you've been working on for 6 months or 4 months and as soon as things start happening there, you're going to go to like just your, your normal, like, habits. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you were trying to box a guy, I mean, how many times we've seen that in boxing? Like, where you go in there and you know the game plan is he's going to stick and move and he's going to try to move around and stuff like that. And as soon as they get hit a couple times, they're flat-footed, they're standing there toe-to-toe, and they're trying to go against, you know, each other. It happened with, you know, Duran and Leonard one, Like, right. you know, Duran – started catching him, and Leonard was like, no, I'm going to show everybody that I can go toe-to-toe with this guy, and then, then that didn't work, right? So I, I think and – I, and I agree with you 100%. Like, performing to gain his confidence back, this was the wrong dude. Like, you know, Ron Lai was – it was no joke. You know, again, like, straight pit bull in the ring. You know, um, it was not afraid of anyone. didn't take any, didn't take any shit from anyone. And he was going to give you his best, you know. And if you were going to knock him out, you were going to knock him out. But you were going to feel afterwards that you fought with Ron Lyle. And Foreman even talks about it. Like, he, you know, I'm going to, like, butcher this quote. But he was saying, like, he goes, Ron Lyle hits so hard that you don't even feel it. It doesn't even yeah, hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it happens. And then, like, you're just getting up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or your your legs are shaking. And you're weak. Like, that and he talks about this fight. Like, Foreman talked about this fight. And it's going to make sense if you haven't seen him before, where it's just like something changed in him, you know? And then you hear it in Rocky. Like, I know Rocky's fictional, but it was a great moment in Rocky. I think it was Rocky 5 when he was talking about Rocky, when he was fighting in, in you know, like, in Rocky 4 when he was fighting Drago and stuff. And um, how uh, he was like, no, I think it was Creed he was talking about this, where he was like, this dude hit me and things changed in my body I have not changed back you know what i'm saying like i think it was creed too when he was telling him this and, and i was like man like that's a powerful statement there and um but it, it makes a lot of sense you know what i'm saying when you fight guys like ron lau you fight guys like foreman stuff like that can happen and I, I it happened here in this fight for sure
0: no i think the the ultimate is when you look at it i feel like they say a piece of a fighter when you're in that ring or you leave a piece of you in there but it's those ultimate fights where it's like two dudes go to war with each other. And you know what, whether there's a winner or a loser, there's a draw, but it's like both these dudes left the ring and they were never the same. Right. Like, you know, they were never the same after that kind of fight. And those are the fights that as fans you love, but then for these individuals, it changes them. It changes who they are as people. And, you know, before we get to the, the, the rewatch, I do want to just say for Ron Lyle, a guy who yes. defeated heavyweights like Buster Mathis, Oscar Bonavana, Jimmy Ellis, Ernie Shavers. Um, he he had fought Ali in seventy five after Foreman lost to Ali in seventy four, and going into the eleventh round. And remember, for people who don't know, it's fifteen rounds back then, not twelve. Yeah. But going into the eleventh. He's ahead on all three judges scores cards. Yeah. And Ali has to really rally, gets him a big right hand that rocks him, hits him with flurries. Um, controversial stoppage, honestly. Yes. Uh, Ron Lyle's corner felt like he's ahead, give him a chance to fight out of it, but they stop it. Uh, otherwise we could be saying going into this fight that Ron Lyle's the heavyweight champion. So Ron Lyle, hell of a fighter, hell of a story. We'll talk more about a story as the fight goes on, but. Um, Ron Laos no slouch either
1: Right and you know rumor has that Ali wasn't you know in the best of shape For that fight they didn't take him seriously Well he found out what happens When you when you do that and And then you know you look at that fight and yeah He was up on the scorecards and stuff like that It was a different fight for Ron Law. The way he was fighting he was more of a counter puncher And you know it, it was like a It's a slower fight you know what I mean Like in terms of like he's an Action fighter you know we all know what Ali brought to the table but, again, like kind of to Deremy's point, like he was no slouch, you know, and Foreman was getting in the ring with this dude. He was hungry. You know, he still hasn't made that real name for himself. And he, you know, he wanted the title. He's, he's trying to get a title, man, and he knew Foreman was in the way of that, and he was going to try to move him out of the way, and he, he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. He definitely does. So,
0: And and I and I think to your point, the, the Lyle Ali at this point in seventy. He he's a hero to a lot of the guys he's fighting at this point, and the yeah. lore is already great. You know he's he's the only comparison in in our lifetimes is what MJ was, yeah. where as far as popularity, most popular person on the planet, but also where other your competitors are in awe of you, like the people who are playing. Like the, I only hear about MJ where like his contemporaries are like, wow, like MJ, like who's gonna guard him? I don't want to guard him. Yeah. ali kind of had that and i think after the foreman win that lord grew even greater and i think ron lyle still fought a hell of a fight but it's that respect factor he was yeah. giving to ali that i wonder if he kind of would have put the tempo up like he does in the foreman fight if he wins that fight against ali
1: yeah it would have been very interesting like if he would have won that fight and you know, maybe he doesn't fight Foreman next. Like, you know, who knows what happens there? And it's just so many things could have changed that day. But I agree, very controversial stoppage there. If you haven't ever watched that fight, you should, you know, check it out. But it's not going to be as action packed as this fight for sure. Um, this fight here, this uh, Foreman Ron Lyle fight, is one of the most action packed heavyweight fights I have ever seen since. And this is, you know, 76. And, again, I've seen, you know, Rick and Holyfield, Galata, and whoever else he was fighting. You know, like, all these great heavyweights when I was growing up. Those fights were action-packed, too. But this one Mm -hmm. here, man, was something different, for sure. All right, Jose, you ready to cue this one up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Let me get this thing going, And
0: This is, uh, January twenty fourth, nineteen seventy six, at Caesar's Palace in Vegas, and uh, interesting because, like I, you know, talked about Foreman and Redemption, but Ron Lyle, great story as well. And I think for people who you haven't seen it, need to go and watch this documentary that was amazing called Facing Ali. It came out like in twenty eleven, Jose, but it had all the a lot of them have sadly passed away including, you know, Ron Lyle now. But um, Joe Frazier, Foreman, Ernie Shavers, Ron Lyle, all these different fighters talking about what it was like to face Ali from and they're sitting down being interviewed and they kind of give their story as well and that's when I first heard Ron Lyle's amazing story about where he had come from and what he'd been through and he's really a great comeback story.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and it, it gets brought up <laughs> by Howard cell here a couple times, and, um, you know, but, you know, I mean, both these guys, like, Foreman came from Fifth Ward in Houston, like, you know, but Ron Lyle was born in Ohio, moved to Denver, his family moved to Denver, and, you know, he was in and out of jail for, at a, like, very early age. I think his first time he was in jail was, like, 14 or something like that, and, you know, and then... um. You know, gets arrested. I don't know. I I, know, I remember the year um, when he was arrested. But, you know, and um, I think he gets like 15 to 25, I think the sentence was, something like that. And yeah. um, You know, he served nine years of that, and a, which is a crazy story, too, how he got out of jail. You know, like there was like a militia takeover in there, like some militant prisoners had a, I think they had a CO, like a correctional officer. Like captive, and he did something and got the, the officer out of there, and then the governor, I believe, of Colorado pardoned him and whatever, and that's how he got out. Because if not, if that doesn't happen. We may not even be talking about Ron Lyle.
0: Well, and also Ron Lyle, while he's in jail, um, he gets stabbed and <laughs> nearly dies. Has <laughs> to get like over thirty something blood transfusions to stay alive. Like, yeah. like he. So there's a lot of these things that, like, it's a miracle that he's even out and that he has this, you know, Hall of Fame-level type of career and that he's in this big these big fights with Ali and, and uh, George Foreman because a lot of times, sadly, we know too well that that story doesn't end up with that redemption song. It's that person is in and out of the system. But he was able to, through a lot of crazy things, survive, but also being able to... To to thrive as a great fighter too. Yeah, so we're
1: we're here at the beginning of the fight and you know live from Vegas and
0: is around to face just, off.
1: I, know, I love it. Just look at Howard Cosell's all yeah. over that, you know. How it
0: goes
1: Ken Norton's doing the color here for the fight.
0: You see both both guys, you know, Foreman shows his height. Ron yeah, Lyle's a good six three, six three and a half. I don't know. I know Foreman's got a fro, so I don't know how much that's giving him a little, of, a little advantage there in height. But they're they're both just two tall, big, good reach you know heavyweights going at it here, and that's huge right there. That Foreman always had that intimidation. Ron Lyle's face to face, and you know he's not scared. Look at it, just wind I up. love
1: I love that beginning. He winds up and throws his super handmaker. You know, at the beginning of the, for the first punch of the fight, like
0: and George ducked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing about Foreman. I I never like really understood, and it's just like defensively how he like he would use like, like that like that turtle technique, man, and he just left himself wide, like open for so many punches, man, and you know he has to have an amazing chin because a lot of these guys, a lot of some of these punches he would have knocked out a lot knocked out a lot of. Dudes, man, like, I, I, I just don't I, get it. Yeah,
0: he, he does have a like, – we saw his chin, to me, later on in his, yeah. Yeah. his his career when he does the comeback, you know, in the 90s and everything. But it's like I, I'm I not impressed with – I mean, he's a great – I'm not saying he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer, but um, I remember watching Burt Sugars gave, like, a top 10 heavyweights on ESPN ringside, and Larry Holmes was on, and he put Larry Holmes at 10 – no. And Foreman at eight, no. and Larry Holmes was pissed, and Larry Holmes was just coming at Birch Sugar like he. I respect all fighters, but George Foreman, unless you was like a slow fighter who just stood in front of you, he couldn't win. He couldn't beat you. He was like mad at Birch Sugar so bad. But I agree with Larry Holmes. To me, Good I think it's crazy to have George Foreman over Larry Holmes as a as a fighter. Yeah, Larry Holmes would 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 do what Ali did. To Foreman, yeah for sure. Yeah, he would have whooped them easy. Yeah. But there, there's a little feeling out here in this first round, but it's starting to kinda of, start to throw these punches a little bit. Yeah, but even this like jab, Foreman's jab, it's
1: just you can see the, the power behind it. That's very looks very good. He's a very good jab. got in a good left. Yeah, and Lyle starts starts thawing, you know, towards the end of the first round here. Never been afraid of anything. What what cracks me up about Howard cousin is just like Cause, cause Foreman knocks out Ken Norton really, really bad, you know. And, and through this commentary, you know, like um Cosell's like, yeah, you know, Foreman hits tough. You you know about that, right, Ken Norton? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like, damn, dude, like, hey, he's working with you, man. One you thing about Howard him.
0: Cosell you got to give credit for is he didn't back away. Like, no, he said what he said and he stood by it.
1: That's the first and, good uh, right hand
0: there. That right hand, he's really nailing George. George is in, in trouble here. The
1: yeah, he's and just I trying think, to hold on. And Lyle's not allowing that.
0: And so to me, Jose, I think imagine, you know, you really didn't have that tough of a fight. You know, the the fight from fifteen months is looming over Foreman's head. Yeah. And already in the first round, he's getting rocked. And he uh, easily can tell Ron Lyle's not intimidated. He ain't going nowhere, and I think the mental psyche I'm looking at, that George is already thinking, uh-oh. yeah, Like, in inside, And I think that's why I give credit to Foreman. That's why I call this his best win is because very early on he's getting rocked, and after the toughest loss of your career, it shows what kind of fighter you are, what kind of man you are, to how you respond, and we'll see throughout this fight how both these guys respond to yeah. these big punches, but I give a big credit to George Foreman in this fight on how he responded.
1: Yeah, and for those listening, you know, on the podcast, man, like, that right hand was beautiful. It was just a beautiful overhand right. Foreman did not see that coming, and that becomes a pattern throughout this fight where it's just you know, Ron Lyle's, like, waiting on that Foreman jab. It's a little slow, methodical. It has a lot of power behind it, but it's a little slow, and he was just there countering that jab, that left jab with the overhand right, and does a great job yeah. doing that in that last round. He, he, he really clocked them.
0: And I think what we, you know, Lyle started the second round again with, you know, just throwing a haymaker for, for a body punch and George ducks it. And I think this is the key what we're seeing here, Jose. As a fan, I'm loving it, but yeah. as a, if I'm, as like a, a point who loves the, the sweet science of boxing, the pacing that Lyle is doing here, you can't sustain it. He's going. Yeah. It's almost like, but it's weird because he's had big fights before, but it's almost like the, I don't know what it is. Like, he seems like the moment's, like, really big, like, yeah, nervous energy.
1: Yeah, and also Foreman at this point, he's doing a great job keeping him away a little bit, and now he's, you know, letting that right hand, his right hand go right behind that jab, Whereas we all know, like, that that Foreman right hand is no joke either, you know? So Foreman's getting a little more comfortable in there. Again, to your point, like, Sixteen months off—that's a long time. You know what I mean, like. And he after this fight, he talks about it, like, you know, I, you know, that he gives credit to Ron Lyle. I give I give Foreman that credit, like, but, you know, he said he was definitely rusty in there, and it showed. So now Foreman just really big beat.
0: shots by Foreman,
1: yeah, with that left, like a hook uppercut type of punch. And now these two guys are going to just start. Throwing punches, man. Yeah, that jab to the body is always, like, a tough one there. Oh, yeah. It'll stop you right in your tracks, you know? The body
0: shots are always the toughest.
1: Yeah. But that one, too. Oof. Another left.
0: He's throwing that uppercut. He's trying to land it.
1: Yeah. I told you we'd have a slugfest, and that's what we've got. But Lyle, you know, he was hurt, but you can see he's starting to, like his bearings a little
0: bit. Well, he's doing what what you got to do to keep the fight going is he's showing... Look at that. That stare down is just great, man. When You, you yeah. get fighters like that venom going, man. It's awesome. But, but Lyle showed. I think that's why yeah, his hands are down a little bit. You could have maybe made a case for like, stop it. But he showed enough to me of like he's got some life in him. Which is what you got to do. It's really hard. But if you get rocked like that, you're starting to get hit with. You gotta show some life if you're just like you know covering up. Which if that's the case, if you can't continue, then okay, fine. But if you feel you can continue, you gotta show some life, where you can't blame the ref for stopping it. Gotta throw some punches,
1: yeah. So there was another controversy here, Jeremy, where there's three minute rounds. And Howard Cosell does a great job bringing this up. That round was only two minutes, and it was this was a three minute. These are three minute rounds, obviously, and you know he said he noticed it was only two minutes. And then the official sc- like score or whatever said that their clock, ABC's clock, was wrong. But it was not. Like, it comes later on. Ken Norton announces it later on in the fight. He was like, no, they came back and said, yeah, that round was two min- only two minutes.
0: Which is- Well, it feels like it, if you watch it, like, it felt like a very quick round. like, right. Like, too quick.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know how the hell that happens.
0: I mean, human error, I guess. I don't know. By the way, Ken Norton unofficially scored, of course, the first round for Lyle, the Oof, second round for George Forman. Yeah, and I think we're getting the third round, and I would say, like, yeah, I agree with Ken Norton. Like, uh, yeah. first round was Ron Lyle, second round was definitely George. Yeah, and again, now you can see that Lyle's starting to throw that
1: right again, you know. He's, he's going to catch him again, for sure. That's very true, but he can't afford to uh, let Foreman really get off. He's got to be more Oof. aggressive and kind of force the action. Another so, one. So he, he yeah, he's he's, he's Lyle, Lyle, Lyle is playing a dangerous game, man. Like he's he's taking a couple shots and then trying to get that right in there. But these some of these shots, you may not
0: survive. Yeah, he, he's he's lulling them in here, but um, what I like about George, he's staying on his feet pretty well too. He's moving. Yeah. And he's controlling the pace of this right now.
1: Yeah, you can hear the his corner telling him throw to the body, and he's he's not really throwing to the body. But then he does there, of
0: course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you get a little bit there, but you, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. We just had the big, you know, Crawford Spence fight, but it's um, not just because of how dominant the fight was for Crawford, but it's just not the same, man. Like no. when you watch this, I can feel it through the screen. I mean, it's what forty-seven years ago, but like it's just a different kind of feel. It's like we had a big fight; it was the Super Bowl, but in a different way. Yeah, and it's like I miss that. Like, I just do like. It, 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 just, I felt
1: just, that with Crawford Spence, though, like I, I, felt I didn't the, feel it. No, I did. I felt mm. the bigness, like the the
0: event felt, type of thing. I felt attention. I didn't feel it was like everything stopped.
1: No, see, I no. I don't know. I don't. I, I wouldn't. Like I had to watch that. You know what I mean? Like it was like like I planned my day around it, type of thing and I don't know I felt I
0: thought it was big man I don't know uh, I thought it, it was big for what boxing has been outside of like Jake Paul Ugh. you know and stuff yeah. like outside of that stuff so I was like cool with that but it's not the same and I know it's gonna be hard because it's there's more distractions there's more you know, Streaming, There's all these different things now than it was back in the 70s and 80s oh, yeah, and 90s. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, it, it's it's not this. Another
1: right. I agree. Oh, compared to like back then, no, absolutely not.
0: Well, and also, I, I didn't feel any mystery. I thought Crawford would win. Like I, I kind of was like, I, I didn't think Spence would give him that. Look at this, stuff.
1: Jeez.
0: down he's, goes George Foreman.
1: And he's lucky he didn't hit him with that uppercut when he was down. This fight would have been over. Mm-hmm. He'd have been disqualified for that.
0: Foreman got right up, though. I'll give him that. But I feel that, I think this the difference, though. There's something, and you see it in certain fights, especially in heavyweights, I feel, where it's like they get winded so fast and they get spurts of energy. Yeah. And they're like, I got to do my damage in that spurt. And then when that, if you don't, if they don't get them in that spur of energy, then they're like they're just flat. Yeah. But I tell you, it's what Jimmy Johnson said: fatigue will make a coward of us all. Like, yeah, I mean, you get worn out. But Man. look at the haymakers being thrown by. They're both just throwing hooks,
1: yeah. Like there's no jabs anymore. Like now it's just like right hook against left hook. Out, God. Out,
0: God. Look at that.
1: Couselles going crazy. I love it.
0: Unreal though. Yeah, this resilience. Foreman.
1: These dudes are fighting. This is a straight fight at this point.
0: Foreman to get knocked down and then to come back and now knock down Lyle. And I'm surprised Lyle got up after that. The way he was, the way he went down.
1: Yeah, another right hand by Foreman.
0: And we got more knockdowns coming. It's not over. Yeah. Yeah, these are these two warriors just
1: battling man. Left in the round. Yeah, so if you hear a little a little static there, the it's fighting the in 76. So but it's there, 1876. <laughs> Bear with us, please. Now
0: wide open. Look at the haymakers by Foreman, though.
1: I know. Oh, my God. This is an
0: autistic. But it is this is an artist. That's true. It's yeah. a slug fest. But that's what fight fans want, though. Yeah. Oof. Man. Oh, six
1: man. Six oh, six man. Six what a combination. Uppercut
0: left hook oh, by Ron Foreman. Lyle. Just, yeah. yeah. And that Foreman's got something back. Oh. just oh. <laughs> Dad, Look at how there. George. Yeah. Look at how George, George goes down. Dude. Foreman. There's no saving by the bell, but Foreman is up. He's stumbling to the corner, man. Both guys are just stumbled out. What a round of boxing, man. This round should be up there with Bo Holyfield won that 10th round, the first round of Hagler-Hearns. This round is right up there, man. What a great round of fighting. Boom. Oh, man, two back-to-back
1: hooks. And they're just leaving each other wide open. Oh man,
0: he just melted them on the canvas. And I both time the, the 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 time that Lyle got knocked down to the second time that Foreman got knocked down, it looked like they just dropped. And I'll be honest, I think majority of the heavyweights in uh, yeah. that era don't yep. get up. Not just like any like I think it shows like the toughness that both these guys have.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they like you mentioned earlier. There, I mean, like both these guys are fighting. It's no belt here involved, but they're fighting from a little more than than the belt, and there's a lot of pride in this for each of them. You know, like it's definitely a big fight in their careers, like to move forward if they want to look at a title shot again. And I think you can see, like these dudes are are feeling that pressure, and they want to make going sure to the like
0: fifth round.
1: Yeah, they want to make sure they show out a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it's a—you look at who are the intimidators. You, you got these two, and you throw in Ernie Shavers. Yep. Like these are the the baddest dudes on the block as far as intimidate. Now we know Ali's the goat; he's the greatest. Joe Frazier's great. The other great, Ken Norton's great. But the this is a battle of hey, who's the baddest man on the block here? And the crazy part is those names,
1: most of those names that you mentioned. Both these dudes knocked them out except Ali, mm-hmm. you know, like Lyle destroys Ernie Shavers, you know, um, Foreman destroys Fraser Frazier. twice and yeah. Ken Norton, you know, like it's, these are some, these are no joke, man, as you can see in this fight here, man, they would have knocked out a lot of other different guys.
0: That's why the 70s is the crown jewel for the heavyweight division. And Oof. both guys are barely staring. They're just staggering right now in this yeah. fifth round. I mean, because now you got fatigue kicking in,
1: but you're also, like, being hit by some bombs.
0: <laughs> it's just a war of oh, attrition oh, right now. Man. Who, can, who can last?
1: Yeah, it's like that one shot that, like, you get hit by, you may not get up. Man, fly with an uppercut right
0: hand? It, it, it's almost like Lyle gets like these little bursts at times to just yeah. enough to just do something.
1: But he's With getting the, hit. The George is
0: coming. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's
1: wild. Now it's wild. Now he's like tease him up right there. I'm surprised if ref didn't what jump in. seventy six though. Oh man, another right, another left, another left, another left. Man. There's no boxing, man. Like form is just teeing up on them.
0: This is street fight. At yeah. this point, you got to stop it here. You
1: can hear them screaming into the to the ref to stop the fight, and the ref's not mm-hmm. even nowhere close to them.
0: He don't want to get hit by them haymakers either. That's why. Yeah. yeah. He said I'm gonna let these two these two dudes just throw them. Uh, I think the to me the punch, it's like. When Lyle was laying his you could see them more, at least on T V, like they were like those crisper like wow, like look at them, like whipping. Foreman's just these like big just yeah. like dunk the dunk 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 but you know like they're powerful and they're just we- they're just wearing on you. Because to me when Lyle hit Foreman, you were like, Oh yeah, you see it. Some of yeah. George some of George's shots you see, but it's just more like a relentless like punishing he's just dunk d dunk 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 coming at you.
1: Yeah, it's it's like that round country round strength, down, you know what I mean? Like,
0: like you said, Fifth Ward, Houston. Yeah. Hey, George, congratulations.
1: B, when you went down for the second time in the fourth round. Yeah, and I like how he gets credit to Lyle. That was <laughs> all courtesy due to uh ABC. Being last time I was <laughs> on, they said it was not too serious, so this was really a serious bout. Yeah, because was this after or before the four and five? This was before. No,
0: this was, this after, was after, after after the, the Foreman. Foreman 5. Yeah. Which was like an exhibition kind of thing. It
1: was super weird. And if you're not familiar with the Foreman 5, like it's George Foreman fought five guys in one night, you know, to kind of show he was still. This is after he lost to Ali and he just wanted to show, you know, that he was still like the heavyweight champ and like the best fighter in the world. Ali was commentating, you know, during that fight. So they were like yelling at each other. But the five dudes he fought were. Bums, you know what I mean, like, and you know, a lot of fans started booing him and stuff like that during all this and screaming "Ali, Ali," which didn't help an individual who's, you know, probably battling depression and things like that, thinking like he's gonna do this exhibition and like, you know, to get in like good graces, I guess you want to say, with these fans, and and it backfired on him. You know what I mean, like. And then you come back, and you have this fight here. Now, a fight like this will put you in good graces with fans and stuff like that. um,
0: For sure. No, uh, George said it, that this is the toughest man he ever fought, the hardest hitter he ever fought. Um, And he said that he won this fight due to Lyle's exhaustion. So, I mean... It's just something else like this. This fight, and I, I, I will stick by it. People may say, "What about you know Joe Frazier, you know, and all those things?" And I'm like, "Not nah, that. That was a. I mean, get me wrong. He did what he had to do. He won the fight, but that was set up. Like it was just like that style. Joe Frazier has never beaten George Foreman. Like he was shorter. He yeah. had to take punches to give. Them. It was set up for him. The Michael Moore. I know he was older. That's a cool thing, but He was getting whooped by Michael Moore for all those rounds. Yeah. And it was like Michael Moore just got too cocky and let it go. Yeah, he stood in front of him. So it's like a great one-two by George, but really the fight was Michael Moore's. This, to me, is the ultimate George Foreman fight. And it's something that happens when everything's against him and everything is like it's so easy to be, hey, You had the most embarrassing loss. You got egg on your face. People are now thinking you're a joke and you fight Ron Lyle and you have a war like no one's seen in that era. Um, You got to give him credit for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was very easy for him and a lot of people would have understood if he would have folded, you know what I mean? Like, and, and took an L at this fight and, you know, especially looking at some of the shots that we just finished watching him take. Um, So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree. It's like, I think the biggest statement was the Frazier first Frazier fight. Like I think it was just like I've arrived. Like you know what I'm saying like I think he put a stamp on the heavyweight division after that fight because not only I mean we all know like he just beat Frazier. He dropped him six times in what two rounds. Like it was it was crazy and embarrassing. He picked him up off the air. Like I mean he picked him up off the ground. You know and it, it was it was an incredible exhibition of power that fight. You know but so I think for me like for me. I think that's his biggest win, even though, like you said, like, I know the styles make fights and Frazier style was, he just, there was no way he was going to be able to beat Foreman again. They fought again and Foreman knocks him out again, um, put a crazy uppercut and just put Frazier right in the corner, just sitting on his butt. Um, but again, like, I just think that put him in the, like the heavyweight, obviously he was a heavyweight champion, but that put him like number one in the division, um, even with Ali there, people are looking at form and like as the best heavyweight. But, you know, face it, looking at everything that he was going up against, I think this is like one of his like him showing his toughness. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. Um, this fight here, because a lot of dudes would have just give up and just took the L here.
0: Well, we hadn't seen his mental toughness right. tested. Right. When we saw it tested against Ali, it looked like he folded. Yep, It looked like, you know, hey, you had this chance to, to take him out. You're getting these punches. You didn't really hurt Ali, even though he did hurt him. But hey, Ali made it seem like you didn't hurt him. And then it looked like it took me a long time when I watched the Ali Foreman fight. And I watched that fight a million times over the years because it looked like, I know Ali hit him, but I'm like, look like you just got gassed out, bro. Like You didn't get hit by that big of a shot. When I mean, you rewatch it, down, Ali gets some good shots in there. Yeah. I still believe you just gassed out, though. The torch like, was just done, and then that's why he goes down. And I still feel like, did you stay down because you were just gassed out, or were you hurt? So his mental toughness to me wasn't shown throughout his career. This fight showed that. And the only thing I can compare it to at the top of the dome is what happened with Duran as that embarrassing loss to Sugar Ray Leonard where the no moss, and then he has that fight against Davey Moore in Madison Square Garden and he's an underdog, and people are thinking he's going to lose, and it's his birthday, and Davey Moore is a tough fighter, and he winds up just whooping on Davey Moore at the Garden, and he really kind of got back in the graces with the fans, and the the Garden fans are singing happy birthday to Duran. It's like another story of redemption. Like, he needed, you could tell, like, Roberto needed that for his psyche. Like, it was, like, affected. I feel like George, not as, doesn't show as much as Roberto did, but after this fight, He needed this kind of win for his psyche.
1: Right. No, and I agree. And then after this, he fights, again, Frazier for the second time, knocks him out. There's a couple other knockouts with some, like, smaller fighters. But to go back to him gassing out, right, against Ali, he gasses out in Puerto Rico against Jimmy Young. Um, And, you know, that was kind of like the end of it there, and that's when he retired and, you know, for the 10 years and, you know, did everything that he did there but um so to go back to like what we were talking about and he, they were blaming it on like the heat and all that there in in puerto rico so i mean it, there's a pattern there right like you know what i'm saying like the type of fighter that he was it was like if he doesn't knock you out in the first five rounds you had a good shot of beating him. you know what i mean like because again like he was going to punch himself out defensively he was not really strong you know, like he was not a really good defensive fighter and you know, a couple guys did that to him and it kinda like showed out. Here he almost loses even though it was in within five rounds, because again defensively he was super suspect, you know, so you know, I know he was a I know he's a great heavyweight for sure. But, you know, he had a lot of flaws in, in his
0: in his game as well. I think if Ron Lyle's in a little bit better conditioning he wins this fight, honestly. Um, that that's really what helped George Foreman to me. Now, that Foreman didn't fight a heck of a fight, but I think Lyle. Like I guess I I don't know if it was due to emotion, because Lyle has gone in, he's gone deep in fights. We yeah. have seen Ron Lyle do that, but I feel like if it was just, or if he thought I got to get him quick, yeah, I got to go after him. So maybe that was part of the strategy in his mind. But if he could have paced himself better, I think Ron Lyle would have won this fight. Yeah, if he would have went into the same game plan he went in with against Ali, he
1: would have won this fight because I don't know how many more rounds Foreman had in him with that, with that power. I mean, the power is always going to be there, but that activity I don't think was going to be there at, too much after even his fifth round, you know, because even the fifth round, there was a lot of like him just standing there throwing like, a couple left hooks and just standing there. Cause again, Lyle's not really throwing any more punches and he was able to tee off. But if Lyle's moving and, you know, keeping him busy, it, it would have definitely been a different story.
0: No. And I think it's sad. Like we're talking about it and I'm, I'm glad you suggested this episode. It's not really a part of Foreman's legacy. you right. don't talk about this fight and they should. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. But I feel like if Lyle wins, it really changes his legacy. If he can add George Foreman to that, we know the heavyweights he's beaten. Right. Like as boxing fans, by people who love boxing history. But I think if you would start to, if you could put George Foreman on there, it would start with he beat George Foreman, Buster Mathis, Bonavanna, all these guys. So I think if Lyle would have won this, this would have been a big legacy builder for him if he would have gotten this one. Yeah, that puts um him...
1: at a different level, he might he might fight Ali again. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he's fighting other fighters like Frazier in this point. Like, you know, because Frazier fought Foreman right after this, so who knows? Maybe if he beats Foreman, he's fighting Frazier next. Like, that would have been an interesting fight, too, to see, at the, you know, the year after this. So, um, But, again, like, we, we talk about it here, Jeremy, all the time when it comes to, like, legacies and, and like, what ifs and, you know, when here, when there, how much – it can change in like a person's or a fighter's career or like a team or a coach, whoever, like, and this was one of those, like that he, you know, like looking back, you know what I'm saying? Like years after, I was like, man, if I could have just got that one, things would have really changed for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause even when he fought Ali, you know, he, he fought a warm up fight in Canada. I think it was or something like that. And he didn't look good. And people were saying, "Oh, maybe Ali shouldn't fight this guy." He almost loses that big fight because you know he didn't look good against the other guy. I can't, was it Jimmy Young that he was fighting? No, I don't think it was Jimmy Young, but somebody else in Canada somewhere. Um, but again, like you never know when that can happen—that one loss here or that bad outing, whatever the case—it will, it will hurt you and hurt you in your career. This one was one of those that it was like man like if he could have got this win cuz you see like you like the like the hagglers like all these guys who i don't want to call it luck, like bad luck but it, it was just always i mean hagler definitely got over humps but like you know you hear guys like they just couldn't get over that hump you know what i'm saying like and it, it's just like he's one of those guys and this was one of those humps where if he would have just had this win he would have got over it and and that would have propelled them one of the top heavyweights in the in the
0: division at that point. Let me. There's so many great fights in the '70s with these heavyweights. Where would this rank for you as far as the great fight to the '70s in that great heavyweight class? Where, where would you put this on your list, Jose?
1: Man, this is this is a. When it comes to like action and all that, man, I would ha- I would have to put this for me like in my top ten. Um, maybe like lower top 10, like, I no, mean, you're talking about of
0: all time or of like from the 70s, like
1: just the 70s. No, no, no. On my list oh. on,
0: on the 70s. No, no, no. At okay. all time.
1: No, That's um, all like, what... no, nah, I don't like this fight that much, but okay. um, definitely no, you have to put this up there. I mean, you know, I'm not putting it up there with Zaire and like any of those fights and like Madison Square Garden, like Frazier Ali, none of that. But I mean, this thing was action packed. This was a lot of fun to watch, you know. We we were talking about sweet science and things like that. Like you didn't get too much of that in this fight. You know what I'm saying? Like and for me, like I'm a purist when it comes to this sport, man. And, you know, I love watching guys who put together a game plan and you know, you've referenced Crawford Spence, like what Crawford did was masterful, you know, and he just made a really good fighter look like a terrible fighter. And I, I just like seeing things like that. I like watching like, you know, again, we talked about Ali Foreman what Ali did, you know, physically, but mentally what he did there too. Like, I think that was like super cool to see that, you know, or you can see game plans going together when, you know, Ali Frazier won, like, and then you have, you add on like the heart on top of that, like the moment, the moment as well. Like this moment wasn't a big moment. Like this was just a fight on ABC that, you know, people thought Foreman was going to knock this dude out and it became something great. I can't. I can't put it up there with these other
0: fights. I. I it's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely. I think the to me the best fight of the seventies heavyweights is Thriller in Manila. Like I got to put that as my number one of those fights. Like Ali Frazier three Oof. over um, Ali Frazier one. As a as the fight, yeah, Ali Frazier one for me is the bigger historical. It means more because it was the first time and what that represented. But if I compare the two fights, Ali Frazier three to me was a more, was a better just fight. Ali Frazier one is more personal because of just all that represented culturally. Right. Ali Frazier three was forget the belt. The belt didn't matter. It was, we're trying to this have a championship yeah. of each other. Yeah. It's one, yeah. one. This is the biggest rivalry. Uh, you're my biggest rival, I'm your biggest rival, who's going to get it? And it went down to the wire, and it's a story. You know, Ali's nailing him early on in the early rounds, in the middle rounds, Frazier's wearing on Ali. Then later, Ali gets him, and then it just winds up being, and that's how close these two guys were. It's just who could last outlast the other guy. If yeah. Joe could have maybe faked his way with his bad vision, Ali would, wouldn't have gotten off that stool. Ali, you know, but hey, Eddie, Eddie Futch said, Joe, you can't see it's done. Both guys were just worn out and both guys, we can honestly say after that fight, were never the same nope. boxers or people like they left a big part of themselves at that ring in Manila. So that's my number one. That's like the best fight. Like, it's just an epic. Battle. No, it's, so that's that's one. It's me. a great one.
1: Yeah, I can't go. Frazier Ali one is my number one. Um. It, that's that's just my favorite i know we did a episode on that check the archives and um check them it, it was it was fun to watch it again then you know what i mean like and, and it's my number two yeah and i've seen that fight hundreds of times and it's just man like i i'm just astounded like on like the sound of the punches like we were talking about that when we were watching it and it was just like man these dudes were trying to like kill each other and then like you said like with three, it was they were fighting for the championship of themselves. Like this was the first one, and it was just like, I gotta beat this dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was they didn't know two more were coming. Well,
0: one is the most like we talked about on that episode, the most hyped sporting uh, event yeah. ever. So one is special as far as the guy who loves history and historian. Oh, one is more fascinating to me than three. But if I gotta go fight the fight, I, I, I have to put my bias out. I think three is there. Uh, Ali Foreman is, is a tough one. Where where do you put Ali Foreman on your list?
1: Uh, that's like right outside my top five. I would go maybe like six, seven. I, I don't know. I just think like you know, it wasn't. It was like a lot of it was. It was some action, but you know, even like. Even the biggest Ali fans would say, like, yeah, the rope like like was smart and all that, but I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: I, all three Frazier fights I would put over that. Yeah. um, A lot of the Ali-Norton fights are great. Yes. Honestly. They they, they don't get talked about enough. A lot of the Ali-Norton fights yes. are great, too. So, and um, he split with Ali, right? And he he, he won was, one, right? He won one, and Ali won two. But if you watch the Facing Ali documentary, I think Foreman said it best where he's like, I don't think Muhammad Ali ever beat Ken Norton. And, and that's the thing. I don't think Ali ever beat Ken Norton. And style, it's just styles. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Ken Norton's style just threw Ali off. Um, but I honestly do think, yeah, I don't, even the fight that Ali. Two fights that Ali won. I don't think he really beat, him. especially the third fight, which I think was also in '76 in Yankee Stadium. There's that thirty for thirty short about you know the police, yeah, they're on strike, and you know how crazy it is in Yankee Stadium. And Norton really should have won that fight and is tagging him, and he kind of does what De La Hoya in Trinidad. Yep. he lets him loose, like doesn't really fight, and then they give it to Ali. But I think Ken Norton won that fight too. But those are great fights. There's just so many of these like I know great fights at heavyweights in the seventies.
1: I know it's, it was such a talented division at that time, man. And again, you had like your superstars, then you had the Ron Lyles, who in any other era, if he's fighting in the eighties, it's Larry Holmes, Ron Lyle. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just like if you put these guys in different spaces, they're doing a lot, they're winning a lot more fights. You know, I think Lyle lost like seven fights. Like, I don't think that happens in the eighties, you know. What I mean, especially the early eighties, or even even the nineties. Yeah, that's probably going to happen again. But um, it's just interesting, man. It's just like super fascinating. Like, like so much can change if like things just shifted a little bit for a couple guys, you know. And and, and you know, it didn't, and they were he was stuck in the <laughs> he was stuck in the best division of all time, you know. So, but he held his own. Fred is due, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you guys... I tell everybody, watch Facing Ali. I'm
1: going to watch um, that tonight.
0: I got a bag of veggie chips.
1: I, I started to see that, then I had to get into something. I'm going to watch that tonight.
0: You got to watch it, because it's phenomenal. And if all these great heavyweights we're talking about, uh, they're talking about, what we'll let the to face Ali. And, but you also get their backstory, too. And to hear Ron Lyle talk about his backstory, and honestly... It's You it can get emotional. Him talking about like that fight with Ali and the director asking him, like, well, are you mad they stopped it? And he goes, nah, man. He's like, I'm fighting Ali. He's like, it's Muhammad Ali. He goes, "Yeah." without him, you're not talking to me right now. You're not talking about... You don't care about Ron Lyle. It's Muhammad. And that's what's cool to see all these years later, these guys... Mine is like Joe Frazier, which <laughs> we all know why. Yeah. But like these guys were... You know, boxing was a big sport, but, like, you're not getting the payday. Like, you're hearing the stories about these guys, like a Ron lot. You're fighting just because, hey, this is your way just to get out of, you know, being, like, just at the bottom here, man. Yeah. But you're not thinking about these, like, huge payday. Muhammad Ali changed all that. And so, um, I tell if you want to hear a lot about these great 70s heavyweights who you don't know, That's the key right there to watch facing Ali and you're getting all about them. So it's a must watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, because again, Jeremy said it, I'm, you know, I'm in agreement. like in the 90s were great. Like the 90s were amazing. Um, Yeah, it's it's the 70s, that division, that era. Man, there's some amazing talent there. For sure, man, and and if you want to watch some more of these fights, go right ahead. You know what I mean? Like, check a lot of these out if you haven't been watching them before. Um, I thank God for ESPN Classic because a lot of these when I was young were on there. It was right it off. was fun to watch, you know, and it's it just it's a great dive into like boxing history for sure. If you haven't, if you haven't done it yet,
0: yeah, and, and I'll I'll end it on this. For me, it's. Um... We talk about when we do boxing about ducking people. And Jose said that I grew up in the 90s, so that was a fun time to see heavyweights. But a lot of those guys, due to some funky circumstances, some things that no one could have predicted too, they didn't fight each other at the right times. So it was like the uh, the boxing division of talent but also of the bizarre. Mm In the 70s, these guys, they fought each other. And, oh, wait a minute, you think, you think I'm skipping out on you? No, I'm going to fight you again. Yes. I'm going to fight this guy just so I'll show you. I'll fight him, then I'll fight him. You know, uh, Foreman goes through this battle in January with Ron Lyle. Later on that year, he's fighting Joe Frazier again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like These guys weren't skipping. So that's why the 70s is king right there because everybody was fighting each other, and they were fighting multiple times. And you're getting them at different stages, different peaks. But no one was running from anybody.
1: Yeah, you couldn't. It's not like before. And it wasn't 17 belts. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was pure, man. It was like what you want in boxing. And, excuse me, what's been missing in boxing for a long time. And, and, and again, like I guess I'll end this. Like Jeremy referenced Crawford Spence. Like, how long did that take to happen? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and and not only how long did it take, it almost didn't happen again. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pacquiao, Mayweather, how long did that take to happen? It took way too, too long, man. you know. and And honestly, if it happens earlier, and again, like, that's when, like, these guys, some of these guys, like the – like the Leonard, De La Hoya, and I'll put Mayweather in that class too, where it's like they wait a little longer to fight these guys because they know like it's a lot easier of a fight. If they fought five years ago, I mean five years prior to that, La, I mean not De La Hoya, Mayweather and Pacquiao, it's a different fight. And, and Pacquiao is probably going to win that fight in my opinion, but um, it, it's just you couldn't do that in the 70s. You had a Every If you were a top two contender, top three contender, you had to fight your way up, and you're fighting a great Hall of Fame fighter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's made you step your game up, and, and it's just, again, there's certain eras I wish I was, like, old enough to be a part of, and obviously, 76, I wasn't even born. None of us were born here, but it's just, I, like, if I could pick eras, I'm like, man, like, that would have been a cool era to have been a, a little older, and, and watching this, all this stuff live.
0: Absolutely. So. Please, I want you guys to uh, watch this first, and then do like Jose is going to do. Yeah. watch the Facing Ali doc because I think it's it's one of, we talk about sports documentaries all the time. I think this is one of the best ones that's so under the radar that people don't talk about Facing Ali. So please watch that and let us know what you think about uh, where this fight ranks as far as the great fights of the heavyweights in the seventies. Do uh, you agree with Jose is number one. Ali Frazier one agree with me. Ali Fraser three is number one. Let us know, man. But please uh like subscribe. Follow us on YouTube. Bigger than the game with Jeremy and Jose. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at bigger game pod. Follow us on Instagram at bigger game pod. And we love talking to the people. So let us know what you think. But Jose, man, this was a great show to do with you.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I know we've been in like. Our boxing little island right now, but we have some more stuff, man, like coming up. And you mentioned sports documentaries; there's a bunch of them coming out in August. So that have come out and are coming out. You know, a lot of college football is on our minds, Jeremy, and um, you know, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait for you know the rest of this month to see what we got cooking for everybody.
0: Absolutely. So for the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jose Ruiz, I'm Jeremy Dove. Thank you guys for listening to Bigger Than the Game with Jeremy and Jose. Take care. Peace.